Hello there. Welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It's Monday morning, 10 a.m. for you. For me, it's about 7.15 in the morning. So if anything happened between recording and going live, it's not my fault. I didn't know the future, but that's okay. Easy, how are you doing? Doing all right. All right. Massey, how are you doing? Oh, that's right. He is still gone. Carrie is gone with him, but that's okay. Give them your love. Uh, you got me for today. Actually, you have me for Friday as well, but then the next Monday, Massey will be back. Do not forget, if you're in Florida, if you're in our area, go out and vote. Make sure to vote. Why? Because this is an election podcast. Uh, last podcast, we talked about Halloween just in case you forgot, it is October 31st. We're not going to celebrate Halloween here. We're going to say happy Martin Luther 95 Theses on the Door Day. We're still working on the title. We'll get there. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Depending. I want cards written for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, ha I have a little bit of a truth to tell uh -oh. that you might get mad at me for. Uh-oh. So last election... Uh, was it earlier this year? I think it was earlier this year. Sometime when we had the vote earlier this year. You're talking about when school board votes and yes. all of that? Yeah. Yes. Um, I was reminded about five times throughout the day. And each time I was reminded, I said, yes, I will go do it. I just have two things to do today and I will go vote. <laughs> Easy. Are, are you about to come clean on something? I indeed did not vote. I completely oh. forgot. Ooh, people, let easy know how you feel about that. I am the reason why we were in economics. It's all decline. your fault. <laughs> all your fault, even though it wasn't, you know, a national election. Right. It's all your fault. Okay. Everybody ready? Are we ready? Let's I'm do this. Ready. I And I'll be honest. Um, I am about to take myself on a fast of news and media and all that. Now, when when people are like, I'm going to fast for the Lord, I'm not going to do social media. It's not a fast, it's a discipline. The reason I'm using the word fast is because I'm going to completely remove myself from news and media and all of that for a month. And there's a big part of me that wanted to do it right now. Like I didn't want to do an election podcast. I wanted to do something completely off the wall or random, but I think it's important that I keep my ear to the ground and I keep working on this until after the election. Once the election is finished, then I'm going to go on that sabbatical from news and media and all that. I think it is so important to pull yourself away from that stuff for a little while. There's a guy named Dave Rubin who does this uh, once a month, or, or sorry, for a month, once a year. And he will actually put his cell phone in a safe and he will keep himself completely off the grid in terms of news, media, current events, technology, all of that. And it's cool because he'll come back after that month and he'll have somebody, uh, they'll, they'll record like an interview and somebody will read him the different events that happened during that month. And you get to watch his pure reaction to like, there's no way that could have happened type stuff. And 
I think it's so important for all of us to do that type of cleanse. And I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. Um, like I said, right after the election stuff. However, I feel it is important at the same time to keep going on this stuff because we have to know what's going on in order to be able to put our vote down. And so I want to update on all this. I wanted to kind of give you a heads up of where everything is at, uh, kind of spattering of news articles, because we've got to shape what's going on in the culture, what's going on in, in the political sphere leading up to this election. And no matter what, you have to stay active and you have to stay hungry. No matter what it says, whether you, you, you feel things are totally against you or things are rolling for you, you have to still activate. Um, perfect example. There's not a lot of people that think DeSantis is going to lose. Even the Democrats are coming out and saying, Florida's lost. And one of the news items that I have, Florida in Florida, the GOP has now registered 300,000 more people than the Democrats. And so that's good news for the conservative base, or at least for the Republican base. It's good news to move forward. However, you know immediately what some people will think. Ah, oh, well, it doesn't matter anyways. I don't have to go. You know, we got this in the bag. No. And I, I think that's happened for both sides where people thought they had it in the bag, whatever, you know, and talked themselves out of a win. And so it's important if you see that win or you see that victory, get even hungrier to go after it. I think all of us need to remember that. Go out and actually do the service, do the vote. Now, you can have problems and issues with the system as it is. You can have problems and issues with the candidates as they are. And if you need to cast a third-party vote or leave a space blank or do what you have to do for your conscience, but I still think it's very important and incumbent upon us to participate in the process. And we're not perfect, and you won't always participate in the process, and that's fine, but have a heart to participate in the process. Be involved in the affairs of your government, because guess what? I will, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. Your government officials are your employees. And so if you're not managing your employees, they will do whatever they want. They won't stick with it, They'll, especially in government, because they get a taste of power and people submit to that power. And so then they decide they can do whatever they want, which is not true. Those are your employees. You are actually in charge. You are actually the ruler. And so you hold them to the Constitution. You hold them to the state Constitution. You hold them to the laws and regulations. If they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing or they're getting out of line, it is your job to fire them. And the way we fire them, for most cases, is we vote them out. We have to actually activate. You know, we've, we've had some, some lighting up of comments about like school boards and all that after we did the, the book thing, you know, right. the book ban thing. And your school board is a reflection of your community's values. Well, if you don't go out and vote, that means you you don't think your values are important enough to put in your voice. Your school board really is a reflection of your community's values. Now, when you feel you have a runaway school board or a runaway school district, that means that not enough people voiced their values in your camp. 
which whether there's not enough in the community or they just didn't voice them. But that means your voice, whether small or big, it's still significant. Okay. Off my soapbox. Easy. Are you motivated now to participate in the system? I I feel motivated, but also condemned for not. <laughs> that was not my intention. <laughs> Although if you feel the sting of conviction, maybe just. I said, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, you feel condemned, not convicted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to correct that. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are like, what's the difference? Condemnation has no hope. Condemnation is just, (laughs) you're done, right? Horrible you. Conviction is a recognition of where to turn or, or how to turn. It's a, I'm going the wrong direction, but there's hope to start going the right direction. So he's in condemnation. You are in conviction. I have no hope. Yes, there's really no hope for you. (laughs) Okay. So first up, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was a whistleblower, and I've got to be very careful about my words because uh, we seem to be on YouTube's radar lately. So I apologize, but sometimes you have to play the game in order to keep in the game. And hopefully maybe Elon Musk will buy YouTube and then it'll all be good, right? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, why not? So a whistleblower, a Democrat whistleblower, alerted Florida to a what we'll call a harvesting operation in the African-American communities of Orlando. Now, yes, this is harvesting. What are they harvesting? So people are sent out. They're given $10 for every piece of paper they collect for the national competition held every couple of years. Do we all know what I'm talking about? You know, if you, you fill out a piece of paper for a competition that happens every couple of years. Oh, competition that you should voice yourself You're talking yourself about for. the... Uh, the th- yes. Yeah, that thing. Yes, that thing. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you let us all in. Clarified things for the group. Oh, for sure. Yes. So... This this whole harvesting operation, this is broken. And justthenews.com states that left-leaning organizations dispatch brokers into black communities, and those brokers pressure people to turn over their national competition pieces of paper. Collection and delivery of these competition forms by third parties is illegal in Florida. And... There was an inquiry into it. The inquiry produced enough evidence that it is now in the hands of the Florida State Police. So, there is trickery afoot. Games are going. You have to be ready for this type of stuff. Now, what I appreciate is that people are on this more. And and farther down the list, I think I've got it on here yet. The GOP is launching 73 election integrity lawsuits ahead of the midterms. So lawsuits are part of a multi-million dollar investment into building an election integrity operations infrastructure that draws on its legal, political data, and communications resources, RNC spokesperson Gates McGavrick told the outlet, reported that the six dozen lawsuits were filed in 20 states. So they're going after it. Mm-hmm. More power to them. Might as well. Um, Democrats, what, what most people don't realize is before the 2020 election, Democrats were heavy in lawsuits and legislation around the country trying to change led loss, uh, election law in order to 
be more accepting of the mail-in ballot structure and the extended voting structure. Now, one thing that we do have to harp on is why do we keep extending how long election day is? Now it's not election day, it's election week. Now we're being told, even Pennsylvania, oh, well, don't expect an election, you know, results to come in for the next, you know, it, it may take a week for all this to happen. That's funny because in the Constitution, it was written election day, which isn't it funny that they used to be able to do this in a day. But now all of a sudden, are we so technologically inept? Are we so stupid that we can't seem to get election results? Yeah, we, at least within a 24 hour period afterwards. Are we really that behind on the times? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I think I think we should go back to uh, quill and paper, if that's the case. I think uh, that would speed it up. Yeah. Because for some reason, this whole mail-in ballot system, this whole Dropbox system has become fraught with issues and delays and problems. Hmm, go figure, you know, maybe get rid of the problem. So Arizona had several convictions for this competition form type operation, including a guilty plea from a former Democrat mayor in Yuma County. Now, the claim in Florida is as follows. This is a claim, YouTube, a claim. Allegedly, ballot brokers typically work up to a year in advance, the whistleblower stated. Ballot brokers visit individuals in their residences and assist the individual filling out a request for a mail-in ballot. After the mail-in ballot arrives, the voter is instructed to wait for the ballot broker return to the individual's residence. They are asked to not seal the certificate envelope. In rare circumstances, if the voter has filled out the ballot and sealed the envelope certificate, this is allegedly the ballot broker will take the ballot and then steam open the sealed envelope. The affidavit added, I, I, I am reading something that is in an affidavit, YouTube. The ballot broker will either correct any votes, if necessary, that were not voted according to their wishes or just throw them out, allegedly. For nursing homes, ballot brokers get the list of residents by cross-referencing the address with the voter registration list, she explained. The ballot broker figures out the best way to make contact, usually through friends and family that may or may not know they are even part of a scheme. They help the resident fill out the mail-in ballot or just take the mail-in ballot from the nursing home and deliver it to the ballot broker. Thoughts, easy. It's frustrating to see the fact that the game, the game in and of itself hasn't changed. The idea of the mm -hmm. game hasn't changed at all. The rules have been equal since then. But now people are constantly trying to change the game in their favor because they yeah. can't win legitimately. Isn't they, that a sign? They can't come up with any, any tempting lie to get people to vote for them. And they right. can't come through on anything and actually like, <laughs> like win legitimately. That's, and I think that's what gets me is... Uh, Part of the hard part of being moral and having conviction and following by the rules is those who are immoral and cheat don't have to follow by the rules. Now, I, I think their sin will find them out. Um, but in the short term, 
it can create an advantage, but it's very frustrating because you're right. If you really believe in yourself and you really believe you're moving with the will of the people, you have no need to cheat. And personally, rather, I would rather lose knowing that I did it correctly and that my conscience is clear than to watch myself go down that road of, well, I'll do whatever I have to do to win. Right. And we've seen time and time again, the other side is never willing to point out whenever they're in the wrong. However, anytime the right steps out of line, even if it's ever so slightly, everyone will be up in arms about it and they'll blow it out of proportions. And, and when the right doesn't step up more shame, you know, shame to them. I say, uh, I think it tends to be though, because if you go to rules for radical, and this is this is kind of where the teaching element comes in on all of this. If you go to rules for radicals uh, by Saul Linsky, one of the rules is you you accuse them of what you've done. Get the spotlight on the other side and deny, deny, deny whatever you have to do to make sure it doesn't stick to you. You make sure that that other side is always in the spotlight, always on defense. That's that's really kind of the Solinsky way is get them on defense, get them on their back heel. Don't ever allow them to take ground. And one of those things is accuse, 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 right? Always go after them. Isn't it funny how many times we've seen accusations and as the facts come out, Russiagate is a perfect example. Yeah. Didn't something just come out about uh, Pelosi? Pelosi. Yeah, let's let's I have that in the queue. Let's go to it. Sweet. So I am not going to make any conclusions because what you know, our motto here, it's self-evident for our podcast, for what we put out. We try to wait to allow the news to percolate and allow things to come out. Percolate. 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 We want things to, we want to be as honest and accurate as possible. And so often, the first few hours when something comes out, this, again, this is that game. Shape the narrative. So what they do is they will come out immediately and try to shape the narrative. Why? Because even if they're wrong, when they put the retraction, where will they put it? On page 10 in small little, oh, yeah, by the way, we were wrong about this last week. Right. But all you saw, all you heard was... Blah, blah, blah. Perfect example of this situation. Before Paul Pelosi had even hung up the phone with 911, it was coming out that it was a crazed MAGA right-wing QAnon radical. Right-wing Trump supporter extremist was what was being reported. I realize I, realize I said his last name wrong. I said Pelosi, not Pelosi. Pelosi. Yeah, well, maybe they were Polish and they needed to change it to not let anybody know they were Polish. Sure. All right. I, why not? It works. Uh, allegedly, we're, we're guessing. So, what happened? Maybe you've been living under a rock. And this- I just lost camera feed for a straight hmm. second right there. That was weird. But we're back. We're still recording, right? Looks a little darker. Oh, no. Yeah, it is kind of. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, do you have the tweets pulled up or no? Uh, if you don't, don't worry about it. Let me let me get into what's going on in this story. Yeah. So, nine one one got a phone call, two thirty in the morning. 
Paul Pelosi was saying somebody was in his house and uh, uh, it was kind of almost they're not sure how the phone call was supposed to be going because it was it was calm. It sounds like, but kind of a, hey, you know, let's have somebody come over here type deal calls says he has a friend. Now people are taking that as like, oh, see, this guy was was friends with Paul. I don't know that that's what was going on. I wouldn't be surprised if like he's trying to keep this crazy guy calm. He's like, hey, I, you know, I've got a friend here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, hey, if I relate to this guy as a friend, maybe he won't kill me while right. the cops there, are on their way. There are a ton of people that do that, especially in 911 calls. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen... I I had this like whole obsession of like listening to nine one one calls that would be Sounds like rather weird. yeah weird, <laughs> but like they'd be like put on YouTube and whatever from some anonymous source or maybe like I don't know they somehow made their way to YouTube and listening to the way that people would speak, you could tell that there is a, like you could obviously tell that there is an underlying issue based off of how they speak right even if their speech is completely normal and it's it's actually it it's kind of a training technique especially for women that are in a really dangerous situation um right. the whole like ordering a pizza type thing you know uh, or like it, at the bar ordering like a what is it an angel shot yeah the, the, yeah there's different methods and so of course conservatives are jumping on this of like oh they were lovers and this is why we wait. <laughs> this is why we wait. But of course, liberal progressive side came out and said, MAGA extremists trying to kill Nancy. Now it is Paul Pelosi himself is saying that the guy was looking for Nancy Pelosi. Neighbors of this guy have come out in news reports saying that, well, he's this weird radical activist. They've got a bunch of like Black Lives Matter stuff and gay pride and he, he was dating a nudist or something but they also said he was very paranoid um and and aggressive and immediately my first thought was paranoid schizophrenic now i am not saying that's what he is my thought was hmm could be paranoid schizophrenic could be and and there there are people coming out and saying hey this could be just somebody who's totally mentally ill i wouldn't be surprised could there be something else going on because there is somebody who nobody knows who it was who opened the door for the police? Okay? This is what's being said. And the reason I'm I'm talking about it like this is I get so tired of people jumping on the bandwagon of this or that or the other thing, right? We've got to be careful about the conclusions we come to. We can look at the news reports, look at the facts. Now, uh, Glenn Green, Green, Glenn Greenwald, right? Why do I feel like I'm not saying it right? Glenn Greenwald, journalist. Very, very kind of independent journalist type guy. He actually got canned or forced out from his own news outlet that he started because he wouldn't just uh, tout the Russiagate line. He's pointing out that nobody's asking questions, right? How come there's no forced entry in this situation? Who's the third person that nobody knows? Where's the videotape? Why, why were the police there so fast? Like asking these questions. Now, 
as far as the police getting there fast, I mean, if a phone call comes in from the Pelosi residence, like all hands on deck, get there as fast as you can. It makes right. sense. If Easy is sitting in his apartment and is like, hey, somebody's here. Uh, well, we'll get there when we get there. What are you, you know, your yeah. producer for some podcast? Some pod. That... Oh, conservative. Oh, we, we probably can't make it. Good luck. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. But there are questions. And what you won't find for most of media these days is asking those questions. Now, why is that? Because they're afraid to lose their jobs. The, the corporation, the news media corporation umbrella, the, the authority handed on down, does not permit questioning the official narrative. But they won't stop going after shaping the narrative. And that like i'm wondering if it's the the dongle connection technical can you tell we get technical difficulties anyways the the it does you no good to cover it up be honest about it disavow as in that was absolutely wrong what that person did we do not believe that on the whole the left won't do that when steve scalise was shot I didn't hear anybody really coming out and condemning the thing. Now, I could be wrong. You want to show clips, go for it. But on the whole, there wasn't really a condemnation. It was a uh, just distance ourselves, right? And it happens time and time again. Don't distance yourself from it in the terms of deny. Distance yourself from, I do not agree with what happened. And conservatives right. tend to be better on that whole sense. They tend to say, look, this was absolutely wrong and evil and violent, and this is not what I support, right? What, what was that? Uh, January whatever, that thing? Mm. Like, you look the date at that. that shall not be named. Right. Some some Something happened in January. Yeah. The, New Year happened in January. Wow. Yes, it did. Um, But you look at the event that happened there, and you see the people that went extreme. Mm-hmm. It was far. It was far less than than how many how many on the other side went extreme when they had their protests, right? And at the same time, we got we got condemned way harder. There are people still that. sitting in jail for, for that. that whole thing, right? And... Which is ridiculous. And there were thousands of people over at the protests. Uh, what was it? Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. And summer of love, mostly right. peaceful, and lots of fire too. Yeah, uh, um, celebratory fire for right. how peaceful it is. Right, 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 right. That right. car over there needed to burn. Yeah, that building. You ever seen like racing flames? That was just taken <laughs> to a whole new level. <laughs> it's and it it. I don't like the what aboutism. You know, every time an event, what about? I get tired of that, so right. we do have to be careful. But I I agree with you of it, it gets frustrating. And that's just par for the course. You you don't stop doing what you're doing just because you don't you don't have control of the narrative in the mainstream media. And that's really what it boils down to is conservatives do not have control of the me- narrative in the mainstream media. I have seen liberals try to say that conservatives have control of the mainstream media. It's like, what do you think is conservative if that's the case? Like that scares me how left you must be. But it doesn't mean you stop. You have to keep going. And there, there is good news. There are good things. 
that are happening. Uh, now, <laughs> Clinton says Republicans are going to steal the election. Now, I know this got you banned for the past couple of years for even bringing up those two words together. I know that you're not allowed to think it. I know that anything that you say about it could be used against you. But it's a new election season. And so now it's okay for Hillary Clinton to claim that Republicans already have a plan. And she says they have a plan to steal the 2024 presidential election. Um, she said right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Now, this is referring to a case involving the invalidation of North Carolina's congressional map by a state court. Case Moore versus Harper could give state legislatures more power in regulating elections for federal office. As a result, Clinton warned the upcoming presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even the anachronistic, I don't speak English, electoral college, Yep, but by Republican-controlled state legislatures. Couple of things. That whole court case, hope that it happens. Hope that it goes the way we need it to. Why? Because what it does is it actually puts congressional mapping back in the hands of the state legislature. Amen. Right? More power to the states. And the fact that Clinton is against it makes me go, hmm, maybe we should vote for it. So now you can't vote for it because it's a Supreme Court case, but still push for it. What this will do is it actually puts a little more power back in the hands of the state legislatures to determine how they're going to handle their participation in the election process, which is fully constitutional. What has happened over the last century or so, a little bit more than that, some would argue since the founding, federal government has tried to consolidate power over federal elections. The whole system was designed that the federal government was just supposed to kind of keep the states together on the same plan. The states were supposed to have the power. This is why I'm so adamant about repealing the 17th Amendment. Because what the 17th, 17th Amendment did was, instead of your state legislature voting for your senators, it put it into a popular vote. Now, why does that matter? Your state legislature picked your senators, so therefore your senators were ambassadors to the federal government from the state. That means the state legislature had a voice, a strong voice, in what was going on in the federal government, which was how it was originally supposed to be. The House was for the people of each state to be represented directly in the federal government. The Senate was supposed to be the representative body of the states, which all of a sudden means you've got several levels of representation, conflicting interests, which is good because it keeps the federal government in line. What the 17th Amendment did was it wiped out state legislature power over the federal government and instead put it back in the hands of the people, which is a very progressive, it was part of the whole progressive movement in the early 1900s, right? We saw the uh, uh, 16th Amendment, which, you know, we, you saw a bunch of stuff 
happening during the the early 1910s to 1920s progressive crap what it did was it said oh we're giving power to the people but what it really did was just create another national federal viewing of how government is supposed to run it's so important for your state to have power and to have their hands in the whole thing and so I say all the more power to the states to have a little more control over election. Now, my frustration is in the last election, the Supreme Court balked at hearing a grievance of one state about another, which is completely antithetical to the system. The whole, the whole point of the whole system was if these states have a problem, they come together to duke it out and the federal government will be the arbiter. But they decide they didn't want to be a part of that whole argument. That's a problem. Texas should have been able to bring a lawsuit against Pennsylvania. And it should have been heard out in the Supreme Court. Because Texas is right. That federal election affects us. And we don't think you're following your own laws. Where else is Texas supposed to hear their grievance heard? You should be able to petition and to have your grievance heard but they weren't allowed to see. This is what I'm talking about is states should have power in relation to the federal government. It's so important because it keeps things in check, but it's not right now. Now, Hillary Clinton, of course, wants federal power. She wants to consolidate that federal power. That's an issue. So the good news on this is it's likely because of the conservative Supreme court that this case will will go our way. That's good news. Hopefully. That's a good thing. Also, good news, if you look at the debates, the, the, the gubernatorial debates. I love that word, gubernatorial. So in New York, you had Zeldin and Hochul. So in that one, Hochul mostly fell back to abortion and Trump. Now remember, Hochul replaced uh, Cuomo. I have no Let that. Work. Either of those. So, so Cuomo Cuomo was governor during COVID. Thousands died. Right. That didn't need to. And he there was a sexual assault case that came out against him, which is just that that's like the the like when when the mob to... takes you for a drive, you know, you right. your your mob buddies, you know, you you're all family. They say, Hey, let's go for a drive. It's basically what the the sexual assault case is in politics. It's Democrats going, okay, we got to, sorry, sorry, bud, we got to whack you, you know? And and so sexual assault case came out. He was forced to resign. Hochul was, she was lieutenant governor and she stepped into top spot. I don't think she's got the goods to be able to complete this, which is really scary because New York is a pretty solid Democrat state. So Hochul fell back to abortion and Trump, which if Trump is your best argument, you have no argument. And she doesn't. If you look at what's going on in New York, she doesn't have an argument. Zeldin attacked her on all the problematic issues. This is going to be a vote on high taxes, bad schools, congestion pricing, and high crime. High crime especially. People are getting shoved in front of subway trains. Something needs to change. And, and New York has really just become a hellhole. Yeah. And uh, 
that is easily hung around Hochul's neck. Then you have in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz and Fetterman. Fetterman suffered a stroke um, not too long ago. There's a lot of comparisons to Biden. I think even Biden is is more with it in terms of thinking power right now than Fetterman. And I'm not insulting. I don't like that the guy had a stroke. I don't I, I hope the best for him. I don't want to see him in office. Right. I'm, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of Oz either, but th- this guy could not answer questions in the debate. And and he really tried to avoid the debate. So uh, unless Pennsylvania does some uh, configuring of competition tallies. Um, that frog, I, I, man. That, that frog, frog, competition frog. Um, Dr. Oz will probably run away with this. Uh, I, if, uh, well, I, I mean, 81 million votes for Biden, so who knows? Somehow, Just, <laughs> somehow still. Some, somehow still. Couldn't get 12 cars to honk for him in a parking lot, but 81 million votes. <laughs> Most freest and fairest election ever. Florida, DeSantis and Chris. Chris really has no shot. Uh, <laughs> in the debate, um, he tried to attack on hurricane response, <laughs> which the the bridge to Sanibel Island, this blew me away. They got it done in a couple of weeks. All right. That that bridge, I expect they were saying it could be years. I expected months of building project. Got it done in weeks. So why is my road still under construction for the past half a year? All roads are always under construction. But I will tell you that look, you born and raised in Florida, right, Easy? Yeah. You guys in Florida don't know how good you have it. <laughs> Apparently. Not, not trying to to beat you down but if you're from michigan from wisconsin ohio any state that has to deal with snow lots of snow you understand how miserable road construction is because in florida you have year round and florida what i noticed is on the highways they tend to keep things flowing for the most part i understand there gets to be bad road construction like like Miami. Then yes. It's just, yeah. That's then miserable. You're not driving. People are pushing you. Yes, exactly. No, you're right. It gets miserable in areas, especially the congested areas. But Michigan has like four weeks to really do road construction. I'm being, I'm exaggerating, but you get the picture. Right. So they will, they will take a five lane highway and cut it down to one lane for 15 miles to get that road construction done in those four weeks that they have. It gets brutal. And if, if you're in a state with brutal road construction, go ahead and post it up. But I say that to when I got here and I, I barely noticed the road construction. Really? <laughs> yes. Barely noticed it. Dude, literally just go to PSL. Oh, I, it happens. Oh my oh, gosh. It's, it's all over the place always. Right. But I feel like there's a lot better flow in Florida than in Michigan. I, now, I would have a, can disagree, but I would have a terrible time. I hate going up to PSL, specifically up by Darwin, literally because it, it's it's so frustrating the way that they've done it all. They've yeah. cut off every lane but one up there, and they have to 
they have to what's it called they have to alternate the light so that like east and west lights will go at the same time but the north and south ones have to take turns yeah i i will say florida is not very good at timing their light if you get stuck at one of those lights you're going to be there for a solid like seven and a half if and if you want poorly timed lights just drive us one (laughs) right that's that's a miserable experience when you hit all those red if you catch one red light you got them all you're good yeah so election projections i i want to round out with this get you out of here so you can be on your day i hope uh we're helping you out in some way election projections so this is currently where we're at and with the house Democrats are projected to have 173 seats. Republicans are slated to have 225. Now, there are about 37 seats up for toss-up. With the Senate projection, the projection is Democrats 47, Republicans with 53, with a net change of plus three for the GOP. Now, this is out of real clear politics. Um, Those are good numbers. Those really are. Um, And I think everybody's been talking about a red wave, and I want it. I want to see that red wave, but you have to be aware. And this is where next election cycle, I want you to really think about becoming a poll worker, becoming an observer, getting involved in the organization of election process, because we need people who are keeping an eye on things. And I think that's how the system got to the way it is, is because especially conservatives took the system for granted. And progressives knew if they could take control of the system, they could have it their way. Now, stuff happens on both sides. But at least if both sides are involved in the process, they're trying to keep track of each other. They're trying to keep an eye on each other. It's kind of like two thieves will always watch each other, right? right? And that's that's not a bad thing. Because if two thieves are watching each other and and wary of each other probably not a whole lot is going to happen you know (laughs) and and so it's so important for you to get involved in this whole process if you're not going to run for office think about becoming a poll worker an observer think about getting involved in the elections process right it's needed and i think the bigger organizations do have to go after the the frog where they see it And so that's my piece to you is in this season, look, it may be too late for you to be a volunteer or whatever, but it's not too late for you to go out and vote and go out and and make your voice heard. It is important. And and I understand where people are like, why do I even bother? I'm the system's so corrupt. I'm asked to do what I'm responsible with. I'm not asked to uh, be responsible for the result. What I mean by that is, in the kingdom, I am asked to do what I'm tasked with. And it it's up to God to determine the result of it. In this system, you are asked to do what you are responsible with. And you're not responsible for the result, in a way. Now, your participation may help the result, and that's important. But I think we get stuck in our head that, well, it's not significant, so why does it really matter? What was it? AOC won with like 8,000 votes. I think so. 
8,000 votes put one of the most uh, publicized Democrats in office. Do we have any like stats of how many people refuse to vote? No, but I think that would be a really good question. Like, well, I mean, the whole population voted in the last presidential election, pretty much. So, right, but still, like, even I feel like every vote counts, even then, because yes, we've had some really close elections in the past. Yes, and that's what matters. Is there are very close elections, right? You're there, you're absolutely right. Every brick has its place in the wall, yes. and one less brick causes the wall to be significantly less stable. Exactly, you're absolutely right. And even if you think, ah, well, you know, the, all the junk that's going on is going to counteract my vote, well, at least nullify the junk that is going on. Then, yeah, <laughs> at least know that you brought it back to zero. You know, you, you counteracted one. Don't hold on to the responsibility of the overall results. Only hold on to the responsibility of what you're supposed to do. And that's my piece to you. And that's that's really kind of the ending thought is hold on to what you're supposed to do and be faithful to that. You're only asked to do what you're asked to do. Right? Easy. Any last thoughts? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. So I, I hope we gave a bit of a rounding of what's going on, the election, all of that. Um, do go out and vote. We'll see where this heads. I'm sure we'll cover kind of the results of the whole thing on Friday. I It'll that'll be a split show though. I don't want to do politics the whole time. Right? Yeah. So I hope you guys have a great day. Go do something productive. Know that the Lord loves you. Know that he, he, he wants the best for you. Um, and that's not a temporal thing. That's an eternal thing. Once you see it in eternal eyes, it makes more sense, but we love you guys. We're so grateful for each and every one of you go to the self evident truth.com. Check out the blog, check out the merch, Get yourself a shirt or a hat. All right. So until then, everybody have a great day. Love you guys. Peace out.